0: Pelicans fans, that didn't take long at all, did it? Uh, I'm bringing you back on because we have an expert from DukeReport.com and at Duke NBA. This is Zion Olajede. We're going to ask him some questions about Frank Jackson, Quinn Cook, and more. So guys, let's not waste any time. It's time to call a friend. And now I am very excited to welcome onto the program Zion Olajede. Welcome to the show. How are you, Zion?
1: Doing well. How are you?
0: Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Now, um, uh, the listeners are well aware that we just selected Frank Jackson in a bit of a shocking trade. We moved up from our 40th overall selection to 31st, the first sec uh selection in the second round. It was Charlotte's uh selection at the time, and then we traded our 52nd pick for cash considerations. But we are here with Zion of At Duke NBA, and you can follow him on Twitter. His personal handle is Z B O L O J E D E. Uh, we're so lucky to have you, and let's get right to it. Talk to us about Frank Jackson.
1: Frank Jackson, uh, I think the Pelicans definitely got a steal in this one. Um, he's uh, uh, definitely terrific athlete, great uh, explosive first step, uh, great off the ball, really moves well off the ball, can really find windows of the defense. Um, I think he definitely would, if you went back to Duke and – had a year or two uh, more of experience he definitely could have ended up uh, in, in the lottery of a future draft but he made the decision to leave and, and that's his decision I respected, it but uh, I think he definitely could fit in with the Pelicans and um, bring a lot of energy and um, early early contribution to a young team
0: Thank you so much. Now, uh obviously, uh you didn't you didn't predict that he was going to fall this far. He's got such a tremendous potential, but one of the reasons that he did fall so far is the stress reaction in the right foot. Can you tell us a bit about that?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's an injury he suffered in the middle of the season um uh I can't speak for him. Uh, I I wouldn't have waited this far into the draft process to have the surgery, but he did it and um it didn't affect his stock too much but uh they say they say it's not a serious injury um which is questionable cuz you know foot injuries are always serious with uh NBA players but um i don't think it'll affect him too much he's he's definitely he's definitely played, played through pain before so um i don't think it'll, it'll affect him too much down the road and and, and i hope so cuz duke definitely has a history of NBA players and and injuries but um it's it, it definitely it's definitely concerning uh, a bit, but I think he'll fight through it and he'll, he'll be okay down the road.
0: That's good to hear. Uh, they've already come out and said that he is not going to be participating in Summer Leagues in Orlando next month. Now, if I can plug you for a bit, uh, you had a wonderful interview with Andrew Bailey of Bleacher Report NBA. Um, and in it, you ask him a couple of questions about Frank Jackson, and he predicted Frank Jackson uh, should fall sometime in the middle of the first round. Do you think a hundred percent of the reason that he lasted so long was due to the foot?
1: Um, I think that had something to do with it. Also, Frank really wasn't—I uh, I wouldn't say he didn't start at Duke, but he was—he played a lot of the background at Duke. And wasn't uh your uh average lottery talent, especially in this draft he didn't show it at least, but uh he definitely he definitely is lottery talent i i believe so and and um the injury I would say definitely had something to do with the his uh his stock dropping a bit, but I wouldn't say uh it was the injury uh too much because uh as I said before he wasn't he didn't prove that he was a lottery pick all year. 'Cause he was playing the background. It's not it's not because of his talent. It's just because of the players he's playing with. You saw uh that three Duke players were selected in front of him because that's just the team they had and they still had guys like Grayson Allen who didn't uh leave for the draft and Camille Jefferson and Matt Jones who were senior leaders who got in it. So uh I wouldn't I wouldn't blame him too much on the foot, just mostly because uh of his situation at Duke.
0: Excellent. So talk to us a bit more. You already went in depth a little bit on his game about how well he moves without the ball. You called him a slasher, very explosive. Talk about uh, Andrew Bailey compared him to Chauncey Billups as an NBA type player. Who would you compare him to?
1: Well, that's a tough one because this is definitely something uh, it's been hard for me to come up with for Frank. Um, That's because I know we haven't seen what Frank can fully do. Um, I I really did I would say come in because I I don't want to have a cop out here I don't want to cop out here but uh coming in I did say Darren Williams and I know that's a bit much but in terms of size ability and uh strength uh he's he, they're about the same weight and the same height they're both pretty athletic uh they both like the mid range game and and know how to use their body to finish in the paint um. I'm not saying I'm not saying he really will be like Darren Williams. I, I don't like that comparison for myself because uh, it's just Darren Williams was just far more skilled and a better point guard. But um, if that's someone that I had to say right now, because you definitely put me on the spot here, I, I would say Darren Williams. Uh, but I like the E. Phillips comparison, and uh, I feel like Frank Craig is a guy as, as a cliche as it sounds, the sky is the limit for him. Because he has so so much so much uh, quality and skills that that uh, are valued in the NBA.
0: Thanks so much for letting me put you on the spot back back there. Now let me let me talk to you a little bit about New Orleans. Obviously. it's kind of a tepid time to be a New Orleans Pelican fan. Our general manager and our head coach are in a state of flux. They didn't really get a strong vote of confidence from the front office. And obviously, we've only got one year of DeMarcus Cousins. Anthony Davis is on a short timeline. I think he's got three years left on his contract. Now, they're not going to expect too much from Frank Jackson this season. But going forward, they are going to need production out of him rather quickly. How well do you think he fits into this uh, This point center type system that DeMarcus Cousins is going to be running and how well does he move off the ball?
1: Like like I said before, he's great off the ball. I feel like, uh, he he would fit nicely off the ball or even on the ball. If you're looking for scoring, um, like I said, he could find the windows of the defense off the ball and, and really find, uh, give the, uh, the ball handler, Seems to pass it through, and, and for him to find a shot. Um, uh, the only question for him is running an offense right now, and I didn't shown that much. Show that much as Duke, most because system we ran, and the fact that I feel like out of high school he was just he was just known for scoring. Like that's what he did in high school. He didn't have to really set up his teammates. Um, he's 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 nineteen. So he has a lot of years to uh, improve and and develop that point guard skill. Um, But off the ball, I think he'll be fine, especially starting out uh, playing next to guys like uh, fellow Dukie, Quinn Cook. I I think he should be fine uh, in that system.
0: Uh, You mentioned distribution and running an offense as to something he's going to learn. According to Draft Express, he averaged 1.7 assists to 1.4 turnovers. How is he as a passer?
1: He's he, he. I don't want to say he, he's he's, a, he's uh not a great passer. Like he knows how to make he knows how to make uh, the simple plays. He he definitely has some um, some qualities of hogging the ball a bit at times. But he'll make the right play when he needs to. He just needs needs to uh with the with the way the NBA is with the point guard dominating all the time. He needs to um figure out how to dissect the defense more really uh find out how to set up set up his teammates more for the open shot, which uh he really didn't do much at Duke. Uh and he really didn't have to, but uh it's definitely something he has to develop. Um yeah.
0: Yeah, um I don't know if you listened to Bill Simmons, but Tate Frazier, his producer, called Frank Jackson a floor slapper. Does that mean anything to you? <laughs>
1: floor slapper all that means to me is, is that he's a dukey. That's that's he's gonna show passion, he's gonna he's gonna give you one hundred and fifty percent uh effort every play. That that's that's what floor slapping means to me, at least for me. It's just that's the pride of Duke right there. When you see someone slapping the floor, that that's Duke right there.
0: Awesome. Since we have a Duke expert, talk to us a little bit about uh, Quinn Cook and where you see his future with the Pelicans growing. We just signed him. Uh, we had him on a 10-day contract last year. Uh, before that, he was with the Mavericks. Now we've got him locked up for the year. How do you think he grows with the Pelicans?
1: Oh, Quinn Cook, I, I, I love that kid, man. Because uh, he, we definitely, I've definitely got to talk to him a bit during his um, NBA D league stint. He, he, he's really been working hard. And he's really been striving and. Uh, and wanting to reach the next level and, and he finally did it and, and uh we're definitely all proud of him um Quinn cook he, he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna grind and, and i don't see him diminishing from here i feel like he's gonna keep growing as a player and uh as a person also i feel like he, he as well needs to um develop a little bit more as a point guard because we know he can score the ball but uh I think also the sky's the limit for him, too, as cliche as it sounds. Again, um, he's just a hard worker. He's willing to learn, and uh, he's definitely going to – I think he's going to stick in New Orleans.
0: Awesome. I'm looking forward to watching him in Orlando summer leagues. We're going to have him and check the Allen Axel Tupon, and a couple of other great players like Peter uh, Joked, And uh, we, we won't have Frank Jackson there. Unfortunately, he'll be rehabbing from that surgery. But while I have you, if I could just ask you um, Pelicans fans are interested in the free agency of JJ Redick, obviously he might be a bit out of our price range, especially if we bring back drew holiday, but should drew holiday walk, J.J. Reddick is somebody that I think a lot of Pelicans fans would be excited to add. Can you talk a little bit about him and what you think he might have left?
1: Oh, J.J. has a lot left. Um, shooting shooting never dies. That, that's one thing that, that's never going to leave J.J. Reddick, and that's why he's going to last a little, so much longer in this league than most do. Um, I think he'll bring a lot to the table with J.J., uh, to the Pelicans in terms of leadership shooting and he, he, even uh mentoring uh the young guys because definitely young you guys have definitely some young backcourt players with Jordan Crawford and Quinn Cook and uh the rest of the guys you mentioned. Um but yeah, he, he has experience as well. He's he's played in so many playoff games with the Clippers. Uh he's gonna and and he's a little bit more than he's of course he's a shooter. We all know that. But he, he's a little bit more than a shooter. Uh uh he could do a lot off the dribble too, running off screens and and taking the dribble shooting in mid range. He's more than just your spot, up three point shooter, but, uh, everyone's going to have to have their eyes on JJ Redick if he's on the court. And, and with DeMarcus cousins and Anthony Davis, he's going to, uh, take a lot of pressure off them for, for, for them, uh, to facilitate on their own and score on their own. So I think it'd be a good fit in JJ uh, in New Orleans, excuse me. Um, But it's just about paying him the money because now I know he's looking for uh, big bucks. So we'll see if they have enough money to bring him in.
0: Definitely. Uh, Last question. Talk to me a bit about Luke Kennard, Harry Giles, Jason Tatum. You guys had three guys in the first round and the first overall pick in the second round. Who do you think turns out as the best player from
1: this draft class? (laughs) That, that that's kind of a it's kind of a tough question because you did. you got to pick a favorite. <laughs> I do love them all, but uh, the way I, the way I see it now, this could change. Uh, uh, I see Jason Tatum as running away with this because he's so skilled offensively. He, he just he just like <laughs> there's no way that he he can't be successful on the next level. There's just too much talent there. Uh, and he's going to grow defensively. I know people question his defense as, as they do with many of the Duke players that enter the league, but but he's going to be fine. Um, he brings the athleticism, the length, the skill. But uh, I do say this uh, with a little bit of, I guess, um, uh, I can't find the word I'm looking for, but Harry Giles is definitely someone uh, you should watch out for because if he does regain his old uh, former self that he showed in high school, it, there, there's, there's no question he's going to be the best player, not only of the two players, but in the draft, because he was without a doubt the number one uh, draft pick if he was healthy, if he didn't have those multiple surgeries. So uh, we'll, it's a waiting game. We'll wait and see. But uh, right now, if if, if he held the gun to my head, I'd say they should yeah,
0: we definitely uh, wish the best for Harry Giles uh, going to Sacramento. That could be a really scary lineup with uh, Fox and Buddy Held and Willie Cauley-Stein, uh, all, if they're all healthy. And Jason Tatum obviously probably has the highest ceiling of these guys, but uh, he shouldn't get a lot of playing time his rookie season with Jay Crowder and Jalen Brown uh, slotted ahead of him on the depth chart. Uh, the guy who probably is going to get the most playing time as a rookie is probably Luke Kennard. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, um, it's it's it, obviously there's so much time left between training camp, summer league, um, but it, it, that that's tough to determine. I guess I'll go with Luke at this point now. Um, depending on the situation with Caldwell Pope, uh, they definitely need some more shooting in Detroit. That's uh, that's a, a, a guaranteed need. So I see him getting a lot of playing time, but I could also see a situation where they don't play him because. Uh, they feel he's not ready defensively. He, he, he's definitely a young guy, too, so he's not your average four-year dookie uh, that is going to come in and, and can't really grow. He has a lot of growing to do as well, but um, Jason Tatum, is a, I can see him playing in, in Boston just for the fact they need that wing scorer. Jalen Brown and Jay Crowder uh, aren't really your uh, elite scorers. Uh, they definitely bring a lot to the table defensively, but We'll see. Uh also they have a lot of pending free agents, so time will tell and, and the the picture will become clearer down the road, but uh it I can go with Luke Kennard for now.
0: Awesome work, Zion. Uh again, you guys can follow his site at Duke NBA. You can follow him specifically at zebo L O J E D E and of course duke he's got a wonderful interview with Andrew Bailey right now Andrew Bailey of bleacherreport. uh nba gives his take on Frank Jackson uh plug yourself for a bit Zion tell us a little bit uh, about what you've got coming forward this summer what we can look to read
1: um you'll find me a bit you'll find me a little bit on duke report uh dot .com this summer but uh, as I told you uh, off the air, I'm working with Complex, uh, so you'll see a, a lot of my work um, on Complex.com this summer, um, which I'm very excited about, definitely an exciting opportunity and an opportunity opportunity uh, to build my career. Um, so yeah, you'll see me on DukeReport.com a little bit, but not too much because I'm working for Complex.
0: Zion, we appreciate the information and you taking the time so much. Wish you the best going forward with both Duke Report and Complex. And uh, I hope to be able to look you up in the future if I need to ask you some more questions about Jackson and Quinn Cook.
1: (laughs) Definitely willing to give you answers. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. Thank you for taking the time. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much again to Zion. Again, we have a podcast just earlier today, hours ago, from Kevin Barrios from thebirdrights.com. So be sure to check that out keep checking back. We're going to have more information for you guys going forward. Again, my name is Preston Else. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, share, retweet, all that good stuff. We really appreciate all of your help and we look forward to bringing on more wonderful guests to give you some more expert insights like the one we just gave you. So stay tuned. Don't go too far because we'll be right back soon. Again, thank you guys and let's go pals.